0: What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, and we are back with another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 60. I am Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are all far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I am so glad that you are here with me. You guys know what you got to do. Hit the like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. All that fabulous stuff, man. Make me a part of your life. Go to uh, Unfiltered uh, on YouTube. Like, subscribe, leave messages for us, man. We got so much content in that particular junction. The Clips page is up and jumping. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. At uh, at Mr. Fourth and Long, leave your messages, man. Comment to me. I'll, I'll probably talk back to you, especially on Twitter. I'm there every uh, single day, and and we can talk more than you would ever ever know. But you guys know how I like to get down. I like to give my positivity at the beginning, cause let's be honest, a lot of you won't be here at the end, and that's okay. It's it really is. I'm not for everybody. I just I'm not. But before you go. Find three episodes. By the time that you see this one, 60. You heard me? 60 of them things will be out. Pick three. Out of the three that you pick. listen to them 15 minutes apiece. If you don't like the three that you picked, find three more. It's 60 of them. Find three more. And if that doesn't work, find three more. Do what it is that you have to do until you fall in love with me. We're in a relationship now, whether you like it or not. Okay? So you might as well get comfortable with me because I ain't going to. No You got to deal with me. For all of you that don't want me to be in this space, I'm here now. You got to deal with me. (laughs) All right, man. uh, Let's get right into this thing. All right, here's my message for today. And it simply reads, A fake friend can cause more damage than a real enemy. A fake friend can cause more damage than a real enemy. Enemy. We all have to sometimes check the temperature of our friends. Because you may have somebody, not that you may, not that you may, this is unfiltered. You have some friends in your circle that as long as you're not doing better than them, oh, they'll clap for you all day. But the minute that you start doing better than them, especially, here's the kicker, in a field that they may be in too? Oh. oh. Those claps ain't as loud anymore. That support is not there anymore. You got to watch those. You got friends in your circle right now that think they should be in your position. You got friends in your circle that think you don't deserve what it is that you have. You don't deserve that wife you don't deserve that husband. You don't deserve that car. You don't deserve that house. That job. You don't deserve the vacations. You don't deserve that wardrobe. You don't deserve that, that that raise. You don't deserve that new job. You don't deserve that. Whatever it is, you got friends who you think are your friends. So you got to be careful in these situations. I'm not saying that you have to isolate yourself and put yourself in the corner away from everybody, but sometimes you got to go back and you got to check the temperature of the friends that you have around you because those who are close to you, they know your, inf- they know your information. They know the things that make you tick. They have the inside uh, uh, leg up on you. Those can be worse than some of your... Re- because you expect the worst from your enemies. Those that don't like you, those who are, 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 are ops To you, you expect the worst from those. And so your guard is already up for those people on the outside that you may view as an enemy. But it's your friends who your guard isn't up on, who you divulge information to, who you allow to know your your next steps and your dreams and your aspirations and your hopes and your manifestations. And then they pull the rug from under you. They kick the chair from under you. They throw dirt on your name. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts, and if we're being honest, if you live long enough, you might have a friend or two that you thought were down with you, and they weren't. But shout out to the real ones out there, to the real friends that support no matter what, no matter whether you're up or down, no matter whether you're whether you're doing better than them, or that person doing better than you, you're a true friend through and through. Shout out to y'all. But a fake friend can cause more damage than a real enemy all right man let's get into this thing i gotta t- i gotta i gotta take a moment because i tell you guys all the time what do i say i say put on the cap i say put on the cap celebrate your victories right i tell you that all the time we have a victory to celebrate here at unfiltered with jesse holly and i'm not gonna let this pass by as just an old easy kind of just, oh whatever. No. We are going to celebrate this thing. We are putting on the cap. We did it, y'all. It's a milestone. 1,000 subscribers to our YouTube page. Yeah! 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 1,000. 1000 people have subscribed to the Unfiltered with Jesse Holly podcast on YouTube. We started this thing out late September, August? 8th? Late August. Late August, September, October, November, December, January. So in 4 months. Well the clips cha- that channel was that channel was a September start. Was, yeah. yeah. it wasn't an immediate start. Yeah. Right. So let's say September, October, November, December, January. 4 months. 4 months. We have reached a 1,000 subscribers. It may not mean nothing to you. It means everything to me. I told you guys when this thing started, this was a leap of faith. I had just lost a job. Tay and I had been talking three, four years prior to, and it never happened. And he calls me the week I lost my job. Not knowing I lost my job, he was just calling to keep the connection, the networking there, and I said, "Your call couldn't have come at a better time." And he said, "Well, what do you think?" I said, "I think this is a sign from God to go get it." And so we sat down and we put this thing together, and 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 we started. And again, we, we're still building, we're still building, we're still growing. Every week we're finding out something new about ourselves, about our show, what we can improve on. We're still trying to find a a, a certified home for ourselves. It's all good. A thousand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 1,000 subscribers in four months to the Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Uh, Tay, thank you, brother. Thank you, man, for your hard work. For all those, shout out to Frankie, who helps out with us as well. Um... Man, thank you. Thanks for everyone who supports, who watches, who listens, who gives feedback. I am uh, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. 1,000 subscribers. Uh, we're close to hitting our, we're already hit our highest number of episodes, but we're close to having our first unfiltered episode with 10,000, the Patrick Creighton one. Shout out to my brother, PC. Um, we're close. We're like on the doorstep of 10,000 views for that episode. So you're talking about 1,000 subscribers and we're about to hit 10,000 views on one episode. Uh, we, we already have one, one of our clips, our, 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 our Josh McDaniels clip, did like 70,000 views, right? So we're cooking. We're cooking with grease, man. I can't do it without you. So I want to just make sure I what say the, thank you. The Barry Church Clip is Barry Church Clip is up there. I mean, we got some, we, we got some things happening, and we just were talking about it before the show. We, we, we're finding our rhythm. We're finding our rhythm. I feel like Dion. I feel like Dion. I feel like when Dion said, well, what Dion say? He said, he said, Oh, I'm just getting started and I'm about to get comfortable. Whew. That's why some of y'all out there probably hating on me. Because I'm like, Dion, I ain't going nowhere. I say what I want. I got a little bit of, you know what I'm saying? I got a little bit of stuff, you know, as Jason Garrett would say, a little little ish in my neck. I'm going to say what I want. But y'all know I'm in this space now. And I'm about to get comfortable. Ooh, I'm about to get comfortable. That's the one thing that I've always been appreciative about my life is I've been true to me. And who I am. And people respect that. And so when y'all see some of the guests that we put, that we have on in the future, I mean, let's just be honest, a lot of y'all won't be able to get them. Ever. 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 But because of who I am and how I've always carried myself, they respect me differently. They're willing to sit down and talk to me. So, they got to deal with me. And I'm about to. But thank you, man. A thousand subscribers, man. Um, it's, it, I've had a blast. I, I had a blast doing this, man. And it is, uh, it, it's, it's it's really been an experience. It really has. And I just, I look forward. Four months, man. Wow. Four months? January, September, October, December, December, January, five months, five months, four months, five months. Wow, not even a half a year yet. Boy. I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you guys, man. Thank you so much. I'm putting on the hat. I'm wearing the hat. I'm enjoying this moment. Um, when we get off our fast, I, 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 I owe Tay a steak dinner. I lost a bet to him this year. So even in our steak dinner, we're going to, we're going to celebrate, um, this, this will be celebrated. This will be celebrated. I'm talking about it today, but, but Tay and I will definitely sit down at the steak dinner that I owe him. And in addition to that, uh, we'll celebrate this. We'll, we'll, We'll toast a glass of champagne. We'll do that. We'll toast a glass of of champagne to 1,000 subscribers and to 100,000 that's coming down the line. It's coming. It's it's, it's happening. Pause. It's coming. It's happening. Pause. But all that good stuff. Um, All right, man. Let's get into this thing, man. Uh, Jerry Jones. Jerry (laughs) Jones. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Me and Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Y'all know that song? My old school heads. Me and Jerry. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. We got a thing going on. We got a thing going on with Jerry Jones. We do. And every single year, Jerry Jones put that thing thing on us. He put it on us. And he's at it. Again, he is whipping that thing out and he's slapping it on the table. No, I don't mean that thing. I don't mean the Jerry Jones thing thing. I mean the Jerry Jones hopium thing. Yeah, he's pulled it out. That thing like this. And he's slapping it on the table and like no one else in any business in any sport in any league across the globe nobody puts that nobody whips that thing out that thing thing out like Jerry Jones and he's at it again Jerry's down at the senior bowl a lot of things happen at these senior bowls at these at these Situations where a lot of coaches and front office personnel and people are looking and scouting the future of the NFL. And Jerry, like he always does, he holds court. Jerry, like he always does, says the right things. Jerry, like he always does, is the best at it, is the Pablo Escobar Is the Frank Lucas is the Griselda? Is the Nicky Barnes of selling hopium? He sells it by the metric ton. He ain't selling it dimes and, 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 and 20 sacks. He ain't you ain't getting the, you ain't getting the OZ. You ain't getting the eight ball. You ain't getting the key. Nah. You got to get the truck. The 18-wheeler. He puts he puts it in the 18-wheeler and travels it across the nation. Dropping off some in every single state. On every single block on every single doorstep of those who donned the fandom, the fandomship of the Dallas Cowboys. And boy, is he in the kitchen with the Pyrex vision, whipping it up. Boy, is he in the kitchen, whipping it up. Jerry held court today in Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl. And Jerry simply said this The Cowboys are going all in in 2024. We will be going all in in 2024. I would say that to you, we'll see us coming this year. Not, not build it for the future, this year. We are coming, pause, this year. End quote. Pause. Pause. He's done it again. He's put it on the 747 plane. He's put it on the boats. They got it across the border. He's packaged this thing up and he is selling us the hope again. Jay Z had a famous line in one of his songs that it said simply said, We don't believe you. You need more people. But Jerry in the, uh, the the greatest salesman of our generation, the person who is able to year in and year out get you to commit, get the networks to commit, get the fans to commit, get the, get, get, get the shows to commit to constantly talking about the Cowboys. You go back and you look at ratings over the season. The NFL, if you did a 100 of the top-rated uh, TV-rated watch shows, football dominated them. Do you know who was in the top three? The Cowboys. Depending on who, different, different opponents, but the Cowboys... We're in the equation. And Jerry did what Jerry so eloquently does. He sold us the fentanyl-laced hopium. That we are going all in this season. Now, what all in looks like, what all in cartels, I don't know. I don't know. Because what my all-in, what your all-in may look like, may not be what Jerry Jones' all-in looks like. One of the things that people sometimes don't realize is yes, Jerry is still a part of the brand of the Dallas Cowboys, but he's also handed over a lot of the day-to-day responsibilities to son. Stephen Jones and Stephen Jones too had comments at the Senior Bowl, and, and and this is a part of the hopium of of what the Joneses do to you. Stephen Jones was quoted in saying, "I understand the Cowboys fans has lost that have lost faith and trust. There's no way they're going to explicitly trust you until you get it done, until we compete." at that level, and we get the job done. There's going to be doubt, and rightfully so, end quote. Boy, they're good, boy. These two together, boy, they're good. This is classic of, hey, let's take accountability, let's take ownership of our flaws, Of our wrongs. Let's create a tad bit of empathy for us. By saying that we get it. Fans won't trust us. They have lost faith in us. Until we do what we are supposed to do. And compete at a level. And get the job done. So you have the two greatest Joneses. Telling us and selling us. The unstepped on raw hopium. And the hopium, and what's great about the hopium? Here's what's great about the hopium. This is how this is how Mr. Jones has cornered the market. Here's what's great about hopium. Here's what's great. Oh, they're so they're so good. Here's what's great about it. Whatever form you like your hopium in, they supply it. If you are a drinker and you like your hopium in liquid form, they'll give it to you in that form. If you are a smoker and you like your hopium in that form, they'll supply it for you. If you are a sniffer, they'll supply the hopium for you in that form. If you are a shooter, they will supply the hopium to you. In that. If you like your hopium in the edible form, they will supply it to you in that form as well. Whatever, however, whenever you want the hopium, they will give it to you. And here it is on display again. That the Cowboys, according to Jerry Jones, says that we are going all in in 2020. Twenty-four. Now, does that mean that the Cowboys and Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, that they're going to go out there, out there and spend some money? Well, in order to do so, they have to get themselves back into a little bit of cap-friendly space. I know you guys don't want to hear that word. But when it comes to getting themselves back into that space, the first place that you will start is, well, we got to negotiate with Dak Prescott. We now have to supply him an extension. Because right now, Dak, according to the numbers, are somewhere around $60 million against the cap next year. Dak also has a no trade clause. Dak also has a clause in his contract where you cannot franchise tag him or, or, or do a transitional tag on him. So basically, Dak has... The Joneses by the balls. So whether you like Dak or you do not like Dak, whether you are pro-Dak or whether you are con-Dak, whether you are a Dak-truther or whether you are a Dak-hater, doesn't matter in the fact that he has the Joneses and the Dallas Cowboys by the Nards because in order for the Cowboys, according to Jerry Jones, to go all in, you need money. Which, if you decide that you're not going to extend Dak, he eats up a lot of the money that you need. So you can look forward to seeing Dak Prescott with a contract extension, but Jerry also talks about in his time that he was holding court at the Senior Bowl when talking about Dak and, and possibly doing an extension, Jerry said that Dak has done nothing to change their mind about what they think of him. I don't know what that means. Um, his quote was, Dak has nothing... Has done nothing to change my mind about any promises for the future. I think I've said that we'll go as far as he takes us, Dak. And that's how far we went. That does not change a thing. We'll go as far as Dak takes us. Well, I think there were two things that were done that was trying to kind of pull leverage A little bit between Dak and the organization One, I thought the Trey Lance trade Last year was to bring a a player in That maybe they could have thought If Dak had another one of those bad seasons That they could possibly use That as a Leverage piece Of saying we'll go forward with Trey Lance If if you don't take X, Y, and Z deal The X, Y, and Z deal well, Dak went out and had one of his best seasons. That didn't, it didn't do well in the playoffs, but they have to be committed to Dak. It's the only way to provide themselves with any sort of monetary relief to go all in with whoever Jerry Jones is talking about. And then you have to sign other players like CeeDee Lamb, and maybe you sign... Uh, you have to sign guys like CD Lamb, and you got to sign guys like Michael Parsons. You got to do something with those three players who are all due for deals, and then you'll trigger other things from like from Terrence Steele and other guys, and you'll be able to create some money to go. I'm doing my air quotes for those of you that are listening via Apple or Spotify. All in, but this is what I love about Jerry Jones. He sells you. The hopium. If the if the FBI or the CIA or the ATF or the DEA were to ever do the hopium bust, it would be the biggest bust of all time. It would be monumental. It would be talked about for years upon years upon years of the amount of opium that was seized in the Jerry Jones and the Jones family opium bust. But it seems as if no one has any information. No one has any leads. There's no informants. There's no one willing to talk to the authorities that will be able to give the necessary people in charge the ground, the footing, or the direction to figure out how to bust One of the biggest hopium dealers of our generation. And so, you'll take your hopium in the form of what you've been given. And what you do with it is up to you. But as you can see right now, Jerry has told you that he is going all in. And has led you to believe that this is going to be the year. Because honestly, there has to be a change. There has to be something that you have to do differently. Now this is going to be talk. We'll see, shortly enough, if he's serious about this all-in talk that he's telling you. But again, I caution you. Your vision and manifestation of all-in May not be the same as the Joneses. So never confuse the two. Okay? You're all in, they're all in, may not be one and the same. So again, take your hopium however you feel you need to take it. Because El Gero is out, and he's selling it by the metric ton. Do with it as you please. All right, man, let's jump into around the sports world. Playoff recap. What a uh, what a weekend. What a weekend. The Lions collapse to the 49ers. The Chiefs were a little bit too much for the Baltimore Ravens. But we'll start with the Lions. Shout out to the Motor City Dan Campbells, the Detroit Lions. You guys have something to be proud of. You do. You haven't had this much success in over 30 years. And while it did not end the way that you all had hoped, you've accomplished something. You've actually made your football... Team relevant again. Shout out to everyone that was involved. Detroit, you, 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 you earned some respect this year. I, I got, I, I got nothing like bad to say about you, right? Like there are, I believe Jesse Holly believes that there are steps to this thing. Like you just don't go from the land of obscurity and and to being the football laughing stock of the nation for most of 30 years, and then choo, shoot right to the top without taking some steps. And I know that the ultimate goal was at the end of the year to host a Lombardi trophy. And you were close. You got to the conference championship game. But there's lessons in the failure. Failure. And we'll talk more about, a little bit about Dan Campbell and his decision making. But there's nothing to be ashamed about, Detroit. Michigan. Lions fans. I know Eminem, what does what Eminem, Eminem say? Uh, he said, um, he said, palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. His vomit on the sweater already. Mom, Spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the, on the surface he looked calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. He's choking. Wow. Everybody's joking now. It's over now. Time's up. It's over. The, you just came to a point in time where you got, the, the, the moment was a little bit, and you came out white hot. Moment got a little bit too big. Moment got big. And I remember, we were texting Tay, right? We were texting back and forth. Tay picked the Lions, I picked the Niners. In the first half, his text looked a little bit different than they did in the second half. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Two-way street. 2 street. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but yes, in the second half, my text looked a lot different than they did in the first half. <laughs> moment was a little bit too big and that's not a knock it's not it's not a knock you, you 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 there are steps to the throne of greatness that you must take and while detroit you did some wonderful things you just came to a place where things got a little bit a little bit heavy You look calm on the surface. The boy was mom spaghetti all over your sweater. Drop passes, fumbles. And I know a lot of you are going to kill Dan Quinn. Dan and, Quinn. Excuse me, Dan Quinn. Some of you want to kill Dan Quinn. Dan Campbell. Because you're saying to yourself... Why are you going forward on fourth down? Check the field, go, why are you, why are you running it here? And my thing to that, there's two things that I have to say to that. One, got to blame Aaron Glenn. Got to blame Aaron Ginn. Glenn. He gave up a whole lot of points in that second half. Whole lot of points. When you give your defense... A 27-7 to halftime lead shouldn't falter. Was it 27-24? 24-7. 24-7. Doesn't matter. It's, a 20, it's a, almost a 20-point lead. Two-score, three-score lead. When you, when, you, when you give your defense that level of a lead, they should be able to come up and make enough plays. They should be able to, to come up and say, All right, guys. Uh, We gave up one touchdown. But you gave us more than enough lead to do what we had to do. To be able to withstand any barrage that the team, the Poland team, was going to give you. We got to talk more about that as a a, a, a whole. I know it's easy to say Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, and his his ability to go for it and all that. But boy, 24-7, 27-7, whatever it was at halftime. Come on now, defense. Come on now, defense. Make a play. Make a play. Stop them. Swing the momentum back in our favor. That falls on the shoulder of Aaron Glenn as well. We praise Aaron Glenn for the job that he's done all year long. Well, damn it, he got to take some of this too. And for Dan, for Dan Campbell and his never-die spirit, Dan Campbell told y'all all all year long exactly who he was. I I mean, if you listened just a little bit, what you saw in this game and whether you like it or not, I, I get it. I understand. I get it. Whether you like it or you don't like it, whether you are for it or whether you are against it, Dan Campbell has told you till he was blue in the face, this is who I am. I like my guys. I trust my guys. We are going for it. All year long, he's done it. All year long. Even People talk about the kicker, the kicker, the kicker. His kicker, Dan, the Detroit Lions kicker, he didn't, in the last year and a half, I think he only kicked two field goals that were longer than 47 yards. Like, Dan Campbell is going for it. That is who he is. That is who he told us who he was. That is who he showed us who he was. No matter what I feel like the decision should have been made in that particular situation, Dan Campbell was true to who he was. Because if Dan Campbell in that moment goes to the kicker and the kicker misses it, he now has to go back and look at those men who he's battled with all year long with the way that he's been doing it all year long, and they would go, Coach, you didn't trust us in that moment. I mean, hell, if, if, if Reynolds catches the ball, maybe the outcome's different. If Jameer doesn't fumble the ball, maybe the outcome's different. I mean, there's a lot of other things that factored into this whole collapse of the Detroit Lions. One of two from 50 this year, 52 long. Exactly. They ain't kicking it from 50. He had two shots out of this year. Two shots all year long. Dan's, that tells you that Dan Campbell, he was his kicker was one of two from 50 yards this year. For example, the Cowboys kicker, I think he had like 10 from 50 yards, eight, nine from 50 yards, and was perfect leading up until the last game of the season. Dan Campbell told you who Dan Campbell was all year long, and I'm not. I'm not. I Jesse Holly am not mad at Dan Campbell. I get the frustration from the fans' perspective, but I, I for one personally appreciate Dan Campbell being true to who Dan Campbell was. If I'm going to win, I'm going to win my way. If I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose my way. And if you have noticed, not even – because there's always sources, there's always players who are willing to speak off the record, behind closed doors and all that. It's been Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. When y'all see this, it'll be Wednesday. We haven't heard one secret, off the record, anonymous person come out and say we didn't like the decision. Not one person. Not one person has come out and you've not one person have you heard – report that behind closed doors off the record a couple of the Detroit Lions players said that they wished that they would have kicked the field goal not once we hear it all the time source said that a player who remains nameless or players who will remain nameless said blah 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 we hear it all the time doesn't matter the team we hear it I haven't heard one reporter come out and says say that a player, players on either side of the ball felt some kind of way about the decision that Dan Campbell made. That tells me that he was in line with what they always believed. We're going forward. I trust my guys. I believe in my guys. And people are going to say, well, the kicker's a guy too. Well, I, if you know Dan Campbell and the dude of the dudes he is, yeah, he get, he understands that he has to have a kicker. Dan don't consider the kicker the dudes, my guys. He's, they have a job to do, but the guys are the guys who are on the battlefield doing some real damage. That I, I just as a player, that's just how you feel. It is. You understand the kicker are there for a reason, and they have their purpose for there. But you like, I mean, you kick, right? And this is no shade to kickers. Shout out to all my kicker friends. But, you know. I mean, come on. Come on, son. I don't think y'all even consider yourself one of the guys. You're part of the team. But, you know. You know. You know know how it goes. But the Lions. The Lions. uh, the, The Niners. Battle-tested. Continuing to fight. Year in, year out, down in, down out. I, I told you guys this weeks ago. I thought the Niners was the best team in football. Then they got whooped by the Ravens, and I said, okay, the second best team in football. But what a performance. Brock Purdy. Kittle. I don't think enough is being talked about about Christian McCaffrey. What? You talk about a guy, he's a guy, okay? He's a dude. He is a force multiplier. And we've asked the question at times, I know we've done that here in Dallas, about um, like the culture. Can you adjust to the culture? Can you become a part of the culture? Christian McCaffrey, when he was still a dude in Carolina with the Panthers, but he's a little bit of a soft dude. Still skilled, but, I mean, hang now, put him out for three weeks. This dude has come into this Niners culture and has been fully ingratiated and immersed in the toughness and just the physical toughness of who the Niners are, you see it in the way he runs, you see it in the way that he d- blocks his—I mean, I mean everything. And and shout out to Brendan Ayuk, who is just an X factor all the time. Just never know when he's gonna make a play. What a fantastic play, bouncing off the defender's helmet. He stays with it and catches it for a big play. Helps swing the momentum. But the Niners, man, they just were resilient. They, they had a purpose. They knew who they wanted to get to. The moment was not too big for them. It got away from them in the first half, but they gathered themselves, they figured it out, and they finished the job. 34-31. Fantastic game. Great comeback. And they'll play in the Super Bowl again. What would the outcome be? Don't know. Still haven't made a decision on it yet. But that team, defense took a hit. They were getting rushed upon like it was no other. But that's Detroit. Detroit wants to get physical with you up front. Now they won't face the same thing when it comes to Kansas City, and we'll do Super Bowl stuff later on. But the Niners, man, tough team. But the Lions, this, this is a Lions, you have nothing to hang your head about. You have nothing to hang your head about. You got your offensive coordinator back. We'll talk more about uh, Ben Johnson deciding to come back to the Detroit Lions as the offensive coordinator. You guys are intact. Not only are you intact, but you also have money to spend. Talk about uh, draft picks hitting. Detroit, your first four draft picks last year, all were starters and all contributed in a major way. Laporta, Gibbs. Campbell, Branch. Holy moly. You talk about hitting a home run, grand slam. When your first four draft picks not only are starters, but contribute in the way that LaPorta, Gibbs, Campbell, and Branch did, that's how you win in this league. You have a quarterback who you paid $27 million to last year and Jared Goff. Now maybe he comes with an extension this year. But Laporte will be on his rookie deal. Gibbs will be on his rookie deal. Campbell will be on his rookie deal. Branch will be on his rookie deal. You are you're walking to the offseason already with like 40 something million dollars in cap space. If you can hit on your draft again, you'll draft 29th, twenty nine, yeah, 29. 29 in a draft. If you can hit on some more draft picks this year to add to this bunch y'all cooking with high grease now Detroit now 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 your division will get better right Green Bay is on the rise don't know what Minnesota's gonna be like next year I'm already packing the bill uh, the bears up pack that them up yeah year? I'm packing bears up already. <laughs> I'm packing the Bears up, packing Justin Fields up. Y'all, I'm good. I'm good on the Bears. But Detroit, you got something to hold your head up about, man. Be proud about your football team. Uh, Chiefs, a little bit too much for the Ravens. I said when it came to my picks, I said that my heart wanted it for Lamar. We're on the heels of Black History Month. Lamar has taken a lot being a black quarterback in this league. I said, come on, for Black History Month. Come on, Black History Month. Pat Mahomes said, I'm half black too. But I wanted, my heart wanted it for Lamar. But my head said, the Chiefs have found a way to... They've they found it. They have found it. Time out. Sidebar. Let me say this and get this out the way. I don't care how you feel. Any of you feel. I don't care about championships. I, let me take that back. I do care about championships. But what I'm saying, my next statement, championships aside, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. He's not the winningest quarterback. That's Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is a GOAT. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. And if you're being honest, you, yeah, you, if you're being honest with yourself, even the old crushes that listen to my show, I, I appreciate you, thank you. But don't give me no... Uh, Roger Stahl back don't give me no Bart Starr, don't give me no Joe Namath. Stop it. Stop it. Black History Month is a few days away. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback that you've ever seen. There's no one more, more gifted, more talented at the quarterback position than Patrick Reynard. I don't know if that's his middle name. I just made that up. Mahomes. All right, back to my regular schedule program. But my my heart said, come on, for Lamar. But my head said, Chiefs. I, I just felt like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, while they they puttered through the regular season and their receiving core was the worst that it's had since Patrick Mahomes came to the National Football League. They, 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 they puttered along, and then they got in the playoffs, and Patrick Mahomes said, okay, let me unburden up the shirt, loosen up the tie, step inside the booth, Superman is alive. And Patrick Mahomes, when the playoffs came, who had, by the way, Patrick Mahomes, until this year, had never gone on the road in the playoffs. Had never gone on the road in the playoffs until this year. And he just said, "No worries, y'all think y'all think the road is kryptonite? <laughs> okay, that's cool. No problem. We'll go to Buffalo. Y'all think, you jo- <laughs> Please. <laughs> See you, Josh. Bye, Buffalo. Oh, y'all because 'cause we're going to to Baltimore." Y'all think that's, is Omar going to be there from the wire? Because if Omar ain't going to be there, rest in peace, Omar. If Omar ain't going to be there, y'all think, okay. Goes on the road to Baltimore. Patrick Mahomes, in six years in the National Football League, every single year. Every single year has gone to at least the conference championship game. How can you bet against that? Four out of the six years, he's gone to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Three losses that he has... He has a conference loss to the to the um, Bengals. He has a conference loss to. He has two conference losses to. No, I'm sorry. He has a, he has three of three of his losses. Two of them come from Tom Brady. One of them come from Joe Burrow. He lost against the he lost against Tom Brady in a conference championship game. He lost against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And then he lost against Joe Burrow in a conference championship game. That's it. That's it. That's all. I think he has 14 playoff victories. He's 14-3 and three in the playoffs. He lost to Burrow, twice to Brady. To me, greatest quarterback I've ever seen. While my heart was going for Lamar, I said, man, it's time for Lamar to get that. I wanted Lamar to have that. Yes, come on, Lamar, let's, let's, let's get there. Patty Mahomes said, I'm still here. I'm here. Like he told, what he told Campbell, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And yeah. And Travis Kelsey, ho, where have you been all year, my boy? Travis Kelsey got into these playoffs. I don't know if y'all ever had this before. Some of y'all might have a little bit of athletic history back in your day. But y'all remember going to the court or to the field, and honey, that little honey was there, that little honey dip, that little shorty, and she there. You know what I'm talking about. That one that was cute in the face, slim in the waist, fatten up. Well, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. She was dragging that wagon, huh? And she was at the court that day that y'all was out there? And you was like ice cube, messed around and had a triple double. Travis Kelsey said, yo, my shorty here, I'm about to go stupid. He just went 11 for 11 for 100-something yards in the tug. He's just like, yo, my shorty here, not only is my shorty here, but I got one of the most famous shorties in the world. You think I'm going to have my shorty come all the way out here to Baltimore in front of all these people? My shorty going to come all the way out here? What did they say? What do they, uh, 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 what do they say? <laughs> in Baltimore something, something. Dummy? You think my shorty going to come all the way out here and, and I'm not going to perform? Travis Kelsey said. <laughs> and what a great game plan. They used Travis Kelsey in a way they hadn't really used him up. He played one of the most slot. He ran routes from the slot more than he has all year long this particular game. Great plan by by, by, by Andy Reid and Nagy and that offensive staff. And he and Mahomes just went to work. And then the, 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 the nail in the coffin was just Patrick Mahomes telling you that I'm the best player in the world. Off his back foot, didn't step into the throw, critical down, game on the line, back foot throw. Sidearm, flicking the wrist. Valdez Scantling, game over. Valdez Scantling is a guy who has dropped so many passes this year with games on the line. And the biggest game of the season thus far goes to him, completion, game over. Patrick Mahomes is a dirty dude, man. And I mean that in the most respectful, nicest way possible. I don't mean that they're like hygiene hygienic way. I mean this dude is just dirty. Like he is nice. He is super nice. And now the you know, you got the Chiefs and the Niners in the, in the in the Super Bowl. I I'm not making my predictions yet, but god dog, man. It's tough to go against Patrick Mahomes. In addition to Patrick Mahomes, I know that we look at um Bill Belichick as the goat of all coaching, man. Andy Reid's up there, bro. Andy Reid's up there. I lose Eric Bieniemy. I don't have nearly as good of a receiving core. I mean, they 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 they, they drop more passes than a little bit, and I find myself in the Super Bowl again. Says a lot about who Andy Reid is, a coach, and how he gets these guys prepared and ready to go. So shout out to the to the Chiefs, man, Ravens. You know there there's some questions now to be that have to be asked. Will it ever happen for Lamar Jackson? Like these are the things that you have to look at. Will it ever? Ha- because you think about being in the AFC, right? Boy, it's tough sledding. I, you know in in Baltimore, what they have created in Baltimore. It's definitely, and Baltimore had a chance. They did. You, you, you had to fumble. I, I mean, poor Zay Flowers. Zay, Zay Flowers had the, the worst 10 minutes you can ever have in a football player's life. Make a great play, 15-yard penalty for taunting. <laughs> then right after that, you get the ball in, uh, you get the ball in, and you put the ball out like you're down for the end zone, get a punched out, touchback. And then you cut your finger and you probably needs stitches on, like, the worst 10 minutes of football. But he's young, he'll learn. I think the one thing that the, that the Ravens did, they rushed the ball, I think, six times. The Ravens are a running football team. They, I think they went away from what their core being was. They didn't, they didn't stick to what they did well. Seven carries to running backs. Eight, eight from the mark. Right, so seven carries to running backs. That's not who they are. They're, they're a 20-plus running back, 20-plus carrier game type team. They got away from it. They went past happy, and and honestly, Mahomes and Kansas City, they make you do that. Not what they do defensively, but they just make you. Spe- they speed you up. They make you think that you have to play the game. It's like playing Steph Curry in the Warriors in their prime. When I'm talking about when Clay and 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 Cl- like young good Clay before the injury Clay, Steph, Igudala and company. Those guys that. They made you start, like teams would come in and play Steph and them and take two times as more threes than they normally would take just because you thought that you had to keep up with the pace in which the Warriors shot threes. I think think that's what happened with the Ravens. And it's going to be tough. Patrick Mahomes ain't going nowhere. They in the AFC. Joe Burrow will be back. They in the AFC. You got to think that Jim, that, that Jim Harbaugh going to get something going in with the Chargers, they'll be back. Miami ain't going nowhere. Bills they'll be back. back. I'm unpacking the Bills, but the Bills got one more shot, and I think they break that group up. I think they may fire their head coach, and I don't know where they'll go from there. But the Bills will be back. Pittsburgh might get their stuff together this offseason. but they'll be a tough opponent. Who knows what's going to happen in Denver? I mean, there's a lot of situations that are happening. AFC is going to be a tough a tough road to toe. Raiders, Raiders, Jacksonville can kind of turn things around. I mean, there's a lot of you know, and then CJ. and then and then my boy CJ Hughes is coming. Pause. They're on the way. They got their OC back. And Bobby Slowick. So I don't don't know when Lamar may have another opportunity to get to the Super Bowl again. Especially if you got to go through, and what it looks like, you got to go through Kansas City. And Patrick Mahomes is a bad bleepity bleep. As his daddy would say, smoking on that pack. We're on that Ravens pack. He is. They got his cigars imported in from Cuba. So, who knows? All right, um, a coaching update. I mentioned to you earlier, Ben Johnson, my former teammate in Tar Heel, decided that I'm not, that he's not, going to Washington. In fact, he informed Washington and Seattle going back to Denver. Boy, how... Going back to Detroit, not to Denver, to Detroit. Boy, how bad does Washington's job have to be that folks are turning that job down left and right? I I don't know. But Cowboy fans be thankful because he might have came there and made Washington a valuable option, made them better. But um, a part of the reason they were saying that, you know, Ben Johnson, his asking price was a little bit high. Reported from Josina Anderson. I'm not mad at him. If you want to pull me away from my situation, pay me an ungodly amount to take over your terrible franchise. I ain't mad at Ben. I ain't mad, but I'm sure he's going to get a raise in in, in Detroit. But I'm not mad at him asking for a lot of money. They got it. And if you want my services now... And the thing is, if Detroit has another year like that, yesterday's price... Won't be today's price. The price will go up for Ben Johnson, for Bobby Slowick, and whoever else is out there. But Ben Johnson, out. Back to Detroit. Bobby Slowick, out. Got a raise, went back to Houston. They're going to run it back in Houston. And then those two names will be two hot names in the coaching carousel um, next year. The question that I do have, here's a question that I do have. What the hell happened to Eric Bieniemi? This was a name that we talked about for a couple of years now about him getting a shot at a head coaching job. And this year, while I must say, shout out to the National Football League, minority hirings are up. Minority hirings are up. They 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 they, they I I, I got to say I talked bad about it when y'all wasn't hiring minorities. I'm going to give you credit because darn it. Let freedom ring. Minorities are being hired as head coaches. Still, sometimes I feel like it's it's to some of those jobs that's it's a here, man, damn job. Like here, man, damn. Here, 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 here. But, 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 I'll take it. Dry Mayo. Uh, Canalis in, in 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 Carolina, AP in in Vegas. They hired some minorities. Raheem Morris in Atlanta. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. But what happened to Eric Bieniemy? Like we don't like his name has not been brought up in any conference Not that I've heard. About any head coaching opportunities. What happened? I don't know. But his name has been in the conversation. And there's two jobs that are still open. Now that Ben and Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick are out, I don't know who's gonna take the to take the Washington job. I know that Dan Quinn has been in conversations. He I think he met with both of those teams, and people have pegged him to the Seattle job. But I don't know who's taking the Washington job. And you would think that Eric bien was in the building. You didn't get the guy that you wanted in Ben Johnson. That you would kind of give him a shot at it. Again, I, I don't know what happened there. And I don't think, I, I don't think, um, you know, there's still Mike Vrabel that's out there. There's still Bill Belichick. I don't think, I, I'm going to say this about Bill Belichick. I think, this is just me, this is just my person. This is just Jesse Holly's personal opinion. I think Bill Belichick has put himself in this vortex of um, this unhirable vortex because I know the history of what he did winning the last couple of years hasn't been so good, right he has the six seven championships whatever it is but I think, that when you look at Bill Belichick, when he comes in, he he is he is being there for two decades in New England and kind of formulating your own thing, you kind of get a little bit stubborn to the thing that you want, and rightfully so, right? You earned that. But when you walk into these other organizations, it was one of two things. Is either they were trying to get younger in their approach of how we were going to do this coaching thing, and then if they were deciding that we were going to go to an older demographic. In coaches, when Bill walks in and he says, but I want control over everything, personnel, all of that, that might have been too much. So your age kicked you out of those who want it younger, and then your, uh, your, your, your inability to not want control over roster and, and have a GM, and you want to be GM and head coach. I think that scared a lot of these organizations off. Now I'm not saying that he won't get fu- uh, hired um, in the future, but I, I just feel like it's going to have to be a place where they're willing to give a lot of control up. That's why I never thought it would work here in Dallas, because I knew that he wasn't that Jerry and Steven they were not relinquishing that much control um, to him. All right, man, let's take a quick little stroll down NBA. Dylan Brooks got into another little scuffle last night against the Lakers, pushing uh, Vanderbilt in the back on a dunk, and then basically punched LeBron in the nose. It is. I get. I get villain. I get enforcer. I ask myself, is Dylan Brooks becoming like Draymond Green 2.0? I I don't know. I don't know. But the antics for me with Dylan Brooks is so whack, so played out. Like he wants to be this tough guy and this enforcer. And maybe that works. Maybe the young Houston Rockets need that, right? They need the Charles Oakley of that era. They need the Draymond Green of their team to protect uh, the young players. If if Dylan Brooks was doing anything, you should have protected your young star Green, from getting them old ladies pregnant. That's that's not my business. That's not of my business. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But Dylan Brooks, I, I don't. I I just don't know how to take him. Like he's a weird. He's a weird kind of dude. Um, I don't know, man. Someone's gonna punch that light skinned dude in the face, and it's gonna hurt real real bad. Um, Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP of the year. Joel Embiid is nearing very, very close to missing the amount of games that will totally eliminate him from the opportunity. And the crazy part about it, he's, he's, he's nearing in the opportunity because you have to play a certain amount of games to be eligible for postseason awards. We went through this on one of our shows, two, two of our shows about it. But I would say that Joel Embiid, who won the MVP last year, is actually having a better MVP type season this year than he did last year. And he's probably going to miss the opportunity of being the MVP because of the amount of games that he misses. There talks about that. He lo- he missed the last game against the Nuggets. Um, Philadelphia didn't say that he was going to be out in that game until 15 minutes before game time. That will be investigated by the NBA. Uh, because you're supposed to have that out a little bit earlier than that, so they're gonna want to ask some questions about that. But Joel Embiid, uh, they're playing the Warriors, and he's questionable with the knee. I, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know. It's it's sad because Joel is having a fantastic year when he does get on the court. But a rule is a rule is a rule is a rule. Um, this one may come with a little bit of head shaking, head scratching. Because sometimes we say some things and it gets a little bit salacious. And it gets a little bit, depending on how you feel about these players. But Dallas Mavericks head coach Jason Kidd had a very interesting comment that he made. Jason Kidd said that Luka Doncic is better. This is my like cinematic, you can play like music like dun, 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 dun. Jason Kidd said that the young Luca Doncic is better than Dirk Nowitzki. <gasps> yeah, you gasp. Gasp! All of the all the Dirk fans, you gasp. Jason Kidd said if he said that he took it much further by saying that that uh Luca has surpassed Dirk as the best player ever ever ever, okay? ever. And what is this year 5 Faluka? The best player to ever wear a Mavs uniform. Whoo! Kid said he's better than Dirk. Kid also said he he's in the atmosphere. Now here's where it's really about to get is really about to get crazy, kid said, and I you know I I don't know this, is year, six. this is year six for Lucas. So in year six, kid is saying he surpassed Dirk and that he's the best player to ever wear a Mavs uniform. But here's what Jason Kidd, I don't know if they test coaches in the NBA for drugs and alcohol use. I don't know for those foreign substances, but Jason Kidd says. He's in the atmosphere. Now, I don't know how big this atmosphere is that Jason Kidd is talking about. But he says he's in the atmosphere of Michael Jordan. LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. (laughs) You're talking about he says, it's in the atmosphere of Michael Jordan, the best to ever do it. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. And also, just to appreciate what this young man is doing at the age of 24 is something that Dallas has never seen. He said, he said this internally, he's better than Dirk. He does things that Dirk could never do. And now is the opportunity of getting the right people around him to ultimately win a championship. Whew. Now, I know that dirt. I mean that Luca just came off that seventy-three game performance a couple nights ago. Mike, Kobe, LeBron. I mean, you're arguably talking about. I mean, those are, those are Mount Rushmore dudes, right? Those are NBA Mount Rushmore dudes. I don't care how you want to how you want. I don't care how what order you put them in. They're the top five of the conversation. Yeah, what's up, Hendo? What's up? You want to battle about this, Top 5? I know. (laughs) But Kobe, Mike, Jordan. Now, uh, Dion said that you got to have a different wing in the Hall of Fame for different players. Mike, don't go in the same wing with the rest of the dudes. Mike goes in a different wing, okay? I don't know what, kid, I I get, kid, you got to say what you got to say about your players, but you might be, you might be. I know it's legal in the NBA, but you probably shouldn't do that before you do your press conferences. Have a clear mind next time, kid. But it is what it is. Um, all right, we'll end with this, and we're going to do this in the future I think it's a pretty cool thing to do. I, I like hearing from the people. So um, we're going to answer a few questions. I won't be long, but just a few questions that people want to know about and what we think. Um, someone asked me, this is uh, at GJTex9. He asked me, what are your thoughts on the upcoming NASCAR season? I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Um, this one comes from, this one comes from Beware Wrestling. He asked, what Cowboys from the 2023 roster will eventually be in the ring of honor? He said guys like Tyron, Dak, D-Law, um, from the 2023 roster. I think if Dak can get this team past <laughs> the divisional round, because you think about it, right? There's only been two quarterbacks. There's only been two quarterbacks in, 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 in franchise history that have gotten them to the NFC Championship game a greater. Roger? Troy? So if Dak can find somehow some way to get them to the NFC Championship game, or and or win a Super Bowl, he's in. He's in. I don't know if he's going to do that. He's gonna, he'll he- he's heading to year nine. I I don't know. Um, if CD continues on this trend of being, well, if if CD goes on the elite run for the next four years, if he's if he's considered one of the elite receivers for the next four years, I think maybe he looks at it at the end of the time. If Micah can get a defensive player of the year award if he can help this defense get to the NFC championship or greater and he finds himself in that conversation as being one of the best pass rushers here i think he can i don't think i don't think tyron's going in maybe but i don't think so i don't think so who's going to the hall so those other guys that went to the hall that didn't get into the ring of honor right um I don't think Zach. Um, I don't think D-Law. Yeah. So, Dak, C. D. Micah will probably be the three guys if they can get this. Dak for sure if he gets this team to a Super Bowl. F- hands down. For sure. Because he'll be only the third quarterback in franchise history to do so. Um... Asked, another person asked me, and that, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I told you that came from Beware Wrestler. Um, Matt underscore daddy underscore 21 asked me, what an all, what's an all-in move look like to you? Jerry talked about going all-in this, uh, uh, this offseason. Just for example, here are some of the free agent linebackers that are out there right now. Free agents. This offseason, Devin White, Patrick Queen, Josie Jewell, Bobby Wagner, Jordan Hicks, Levante Davis, Devin Bush, Denzel Perryman, Zach Cunningham, Shaquille Leonard, um, Willie Gay Jr., Quan Alexander, Anthony Walker. Let me also give you some safeties that will be on the open market as free agents in this offseason. Antonio Whitfield Jr., Buda Baker, Micah High, Jordan Whitehead, J. Ron Curse is already here, Darnell Savage, Tayshawn Gibson, Kareem Jackson, Xavier McKinney, Cal Duggar, Taylor Rapp, Jeremy Chin, Deshaun Elliott, Adrian Amos, John Johnson, Randy uh, Randy McLeod. Going all in to me is spending money like going to get a guy like Mike Evans. Spending money like going to get one of those top linebackers and top safeties. It's spending money, it's, it's drafting appropriately, and then spending the money for players... Not the bargain bottom, not the bargain guys, right? I, I'm not mad at the signing of, 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 of. Stephon Gilmore, but it, this is what Stephon Gilmore is prime. only got Stephon Gilmore in 2018, 2019, different Stephon Gilmore, or even Brandon Cooks. Go get me some, go get me some of those guys. Go get me some, some, some guys that's running around with their head on fire. That's going to give me leadership. It's going to give me ability on Sunday. It's going to help change the culture of the Cowboys. That's what I'm looking for. Someone also said, let me look here. Um, This came from Kaylee0671. He said, go into the Micah stuff. Next question. Uh this one came from Lt the Matrix seventy seven. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? I, I say my three top favorite wrestlers growing up. I'm not so much of a big of a wrestling fan now. Shout out to what is it called now? TKO WW. I don't know aw a- a- w- a- w- 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 I don't want to offend the wrestling crowd because I know that I, I'm, I'm not a trying to I don't know what it's called now I'm not a wrestling fan now nah, I was when I was younger but shout out to to, to whoever is doing it now um you got the, cons on it. the cons right right they, they 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 old. they old. they old. they they packed vince McMahon up oh you little nasty you you freaky frog Vince McMahon you freaky frog you freaky deaky frog Vince McMahon you they packed you up finally they packed you up, you freaky frog. Still there, they packed Vince McMahon up. Boy, he's a freaky frog. Boy, you are freaky frog. Freaky frog, Vince. Who I saw some of them text messages. You freaky, freaky frog. You freaky frog. Um, but some of my, my favorite wrestlers growing up, big Ultimate Warrior fan. Big Ultimate Warrior fan. I, I just loved his energy. Running to the ring and just being going crazy. The warrior. Um... I was a big fan of, I like NWO Nitro Sting, right, the black and white sting, but I was a fan of the colorful sting, blonde hair, spiky hair, colorful outfits, colorful, like I was the, ow, like I was a fan of that sting, like that was what I was a fan of, that sting. Um, And then to me, this is just, again, my personal opinion, I think Maybe the greatest wrestler, not, like, physical, tactical wrestler, but, like, the greatest, to me, performer in wrestling of all time, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. I, they think I'm cute. They know him sexy. Like, I I, I I, loved him. He was with um, uh, Marty Jannetty, and, and they were the uh, uh, Express. What was it called? Oh, shoot. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. What was the tag team called? Something Express. The Rocker Express. The Rockers, I was a fan of those. I was a fan of the Rockers, and then when he kicked Marty Jannetty in the in the face through the glass, in the in the in the in the, the Brutus Beefcake shop, Midnight Rockers. The Midnight Rockers, there it is. I was a fan of the Rockers, I was, and then when 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 Shawn Michaels went solo, and he became the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels fan. I think he's, I think to me, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, I know there's the Rock and there's Stone Cold and there's Hogan and there's a bunch of people, right? Another one of mine was Razor Ramon. Um, rest in peace to Razor, but, but HBK, he was it. All right, man, that's it for me. Uh, remember, if you have mailbag questions, or what should we call them? Let's call them unfiltered questions. I don't want to call them mailbag. That's Where do you want them? On YouTube? Twitter, yeah, I want them everywhere. everywhere. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. It's um, Mr. Fulton Long YouTube. Leave them on the YouTube comments. Um, everywhere. Any, any and everywhere. Just give the questions. We'll try to get them. Well, I like that segment. I want to I I talk to the people more. I want to hear what the people have said. I want to kind of give my expertise on certain things, on my opinion on certain things. So send your, your unfiltered questions in. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Mr. Fourth and Long. Hit Has, me up on YouTube. Hashtag unfiltered, questions. Ha- hashtag unfiltered questions. There we go. Hashtag, can you do that on the thing? Like hashtag unfiltered questions? Is that a little bit too much for you? I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, you know, 1,000 subscribers, <laughs> man. We're going somewhere unfiltered questions hashtag unfiltered questions man and we'll try to answer those at the end of shows uh, during this offseason. Uh, I appreciate you guys man thank you so much we hit a thousand subscribers let's go I appreciate you all man remember a fake friend can cause far more damage than a real enemy make sure, this, make sure your circles don't got no squares in them that's important that's important Make sure your circle don't got no squares in them, man. All right, man. That's it for your boy. Uh, remember, I love you guys. I really do. Eliminate the contingencies. I'm out.